0: Ed Opperman. Okay, welcome to the Opperman Report. I am your host, private investigator Ed Opperman. Now tonight, uh, we're coming to you straight from the headlines. Uh, for the past three weeks, the National Enquirer has been talking about our guest, uh, Jewel, Starl, uh, Jewel Star. Uh, she's the author of Cosby's Love Child, the Untold Story of Autumn Jackson, uh, the Alleged Daughter of Entertainer Bill Cosby. And as you know, all day long today, uh, Bill Cosby has been doing a a deposition uh, with Gloria Allred, uh, who was also a friend of the show. We were involved with Gloria Allred back with the Tiger Woods case and all that stuff back. Good my God, it's like three, four years ago, I guess. So, uh, and we know we did all the shows uh, about Cosby with uh, Mark Ebner. So this is a topic that's uh, I know our audience is interested in. Uh, So we have Jewel Starr uh, today with us. Uh, She's author of this book. Cosby's Love Child, the untold story of Autumn Jackson, the alleged daughter of entertainer Bill Cosby, but also another book called Tumbleweed, and other adult bedtime stories. And these are stories that she would read to Autumn during the the trial. Uh, So uh, Jewel Star, are you there? I'm here. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Okay, so tell us about yourself. Who is Jewel Star? Thank you for
1: for having me, Ed. Thank you, ma'am. So tell us about yourself. Who is Jewel Star? Well, I was Autumn's aunt by marriage. I was living in the country in California on Clear, at Clear Lake, which is the largest natural lake in California, living a very quiet country life. And Autumn and her family, uh, she was living with her mother uh, when I first met her. She was seven years old. And they were living in Southern California, so I didn't really see them a lot. But when Autumn got in trouble, then she came to my husband and myself, her uncle and her aunt, to help her out. And so that's how we got involved. Uh, Since then, I moved to Florida and became a realtor, worked for a marketing company uh, fine-honed my writing skills, which I was actually going to college to be a writer when this all happened with Autumn. Uh, So she was fine with me writing a book about it. She was never going to write one. And then I left Florida in 2012 and moved to Las Vegas for a year, continued on with real estate, wrote a real estate book, and then decided I was ready to retire. I was almost 65 at that time, and decided to get on the road and enjoy a little bit of the country and get to work on all my writing that had been stacking up over the years. So that brings us to where we are now. I just released a book. It's called Off-Grid Living Revealed, The First Hundred Days, and that's also on Amazon.
0: Yeah, and also too, Anya, you have a website called booksbyjewelstar.com. com. Uh, now, now, real quick, before we get into the Cosby stuff, now, now, with this off grid living that you're doing, uh, you 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 you're
1: doing this in a truck. I'm actually living in a semi truck trailer, if you can believe that. We're the only people that we know of that have done this so far, but we have. Um, renovated, changed it into, uh, there's a word for that. It's not coming to me, but uh, it is a regular house inside. It has a wood stove and a hot water heater hooked to the wood stove so that we have hot water. It has a bedroom. It has a full bath with a two-seat shower, has a loft, has a huge closet, which is my pantry, water storage, clothes, storage, everything like that. So we're actually not considered a tiny home. Tiny homes uh, are from 200 to 400 square feet, and we're 424 square feet. We're in a 53-foot-long trailer, 8 feet wide, and 9-foot ceilings, which make it very roomy inside.
0: Now, And one of your books is about living in this, this converted, remodeled
1: truck. That's right. It's called Off-Grid Living Revealed. And and do you have a lot of pictures of the truck in there? The book is a picture book, and it's only available in print because of that. It just isn't going to work out for a Kindle book, unfortunately. But yes, a lot of pictures. Some of it was taken from an ongoing blog that I have on it, which is on offgridlivingrevealed.com. It's com is the blog all about it. And it's been really exciting.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. Now, and also, too, it's kind of funny behind the scenes because, you know, I I heard about the story. I said, oh, boy, it's a great story. Let's get this uh, woman on 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 the show. And you didn't even know that you were on the cover of The Inquirer.
1: I did it, and when uh, uh, my partner pointed it out, I thought, oh my gosh, somebody else wrote a book. You know, Who was it? And we opened it up, and it was my name, my book, that they were talking about. So yeah, that was real surprising.
0: And, and the Enquirer never contacted you in advance to get a statement from me before running these stories?
1: No, they didn't. Uh, the story about how this came up is very interesting, though. I had gotten in touch with Andrea Fischer, uh, of the New York Post when I wrote the book. She was one of the very few reporters that actually took Autumn's side, I'll put it like that. She was very sympathetic to what was going on uh, with this young girl. And so I contacted her, told her I wrote a book, and she said, okay, I'll get back to you uh, in an email. About five minutes later, I get this other email from a lady named Jessica. And she said, okay, I'm with uh, American Marketing Media or something like that. And, And so I thought that Andrea had told her to get a hold of me so she goes well I'm you know interested in finding out about your book and could you send me a copy and I said well it's not even finished Uh, at that point I was just getting word out that we were that I was finishing up I had actually wrote the book 18 years ago but there was still a lot of work to do on it Um, just a rough draft uh, so it had to be polished up and so I sent just, uh, I believe, the first seven or ten chapters, maybe something like that, to the National Enquirer and never heard back from them. That was December 4th uh, last year.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: It was. So then I got a hold of Andrea, and I said, well, thanks for passing my name along. And she goes, I never passed your name along. (laughs) And on the woman's email, Jessica didn't say anything about the National Enquirer. But when you think about it, you know, these are just the type of things that are in those publications, the the exploitive, the spectacular, the explosive is a word they use quite often and use that to describe my book.
0: Okay, so let's get into the book. Um, How how do you want to start this? The story of of Autumn or or you think we should start with Ennis?
1: Well, the the very first thing I heard on the news was that Ennis had been killed okay. and murdered, and I went in and you know turned the television up and went, "Oh my gosh!" And five minutes later, my son was calling me and telling me that Autumn had just been arrested, and I thought it was Autumn and her mother uh, because her mother had. Feelings with Cosby for 22 years and I didn't know you know the details of what had happened uh, but it wasn't the mother it was a 50 year old man 54 years old excuse me uh Jose Medina he went by Yossi and Medna I believe is how he liked his last name pronounced but spelled Medina and so that's when I went oh my gosh you know what happened and i actually didn't find out what happened until i had the opportunity to talk to autumn now autumn's family core was very small there was her mother of course and her uncle richard uh, that i was married to at the time and me and that and her grandmother and that was it And she was sitting in jail in New York uh, arrested by the FBI at Cosby's Instruction and so uh, we ended up bailing her out and the bail is $250,000 and so that's the reason that I stuck so close to Autumn because if she took off we you know we'd spent 20 years building a business and buying properties and we would have lost everything so
0: so you went to, I, you went you to know. a bail bondsman and and, and paid twenty five thousand dollars.
1: No, we didn't. They they really worked with us on that, but we had to send them titles to everything right. that we owned, and it actually took us about three days to get all the paperwork together. And they wanted everything all of the we had a construction business. They wanted all of the dump trucks and pickup trucks, and you know everything that we had, our personal cars. And they explained to us that if Autumn yeah. runs. We're taking everything, including your purse, Joel, and you will be left standing in the dirt.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's where we were at. So it was pretty frightening, you know. But I also know that these situations take a long, long time, and it took a year Yeah just to get to find out what was going to happen. So for her to sit there all that time, that would just have been terrible.
0: Now, when you first heard that Autumn got arrested by her own father, uh, did anybody on your end of things try and contact Bill Cosby and try and work things out amongst family?
1: Oh, no. Um, If Sean talked to him, I don't know. I would doubt it. I think she talked to him just before Autumn was arrested, but other than that, I don't believe she she talked to him afterwards. No, once the authorities were involved, uh, you know, we were all told don't don't do anything like that. You know, don't try to call him or anything.
0: Now, what did you make of so that? So he actually, yeah, sorry, yeah. What did you make of that? That this this is a man who would have his own daughter arrested.
1: Well, what I made of it was that. He never wanted to acknowledge that she was his, and he did meet with her one time, but not privately. He never put any energy really into her other than, you know, putting money in her direction. He did get her out of the bad situation she was in at home and put her in a school and paid for everything, but again, that's just putting money in her direction. There was, and they had some phone calls, I guess, that were personal. But when this all happened, really my thinking was, Bill, why didn't you call her up, say, let's have lunch, let's talk about this?
0: Yeah, that was my, uh, it, 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 it struck me at the time, because I was living in New York, and I had a girl that worked, and it wasn't working, she was a client for my company, and she worked for NBC, and she knew Bill Cosby. So, and uh, and she had described to me her uh, relationship with Bill Cosby, and uh, you know, that's kind of a friendly guy. So, and when I heard this, it kind of struck me as, well, he was so upset. About his son getting killed, that he just lashed out and went after the the daughter, you know, because he was just irritated. She was asking, for- "Hey guys, I got a great new deal for you. It's called Factor, America's number one ready to eat meal delivery service." Now I want you to take out a pen and paper and write down Opperman fifty O P P E R M A N five zero. Now Factor's delicious ready to eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes, you'll be ready with pre prepared, chef crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, Calorie Smart, Vegan Veggie, and more. Uh, there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition packed add ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout. And every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or schedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, no cooking, no cleanup needed. Now head to factormeals.com front slash opperman50. And then you use code opperman50 to get 50% off. That's code opperman50 at factormeals.com front slash Opperman 50, opperman50. A N five zero to get 50% off. Money.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, the timing right. couldn't, couldn't have been worse. I mean, talk about, you know, just terrible, terrible timing on the whole thing. Because actually, this whole scenario had started way back in November, and and they just happened to send the letter to Cosby the day that he found out his son had been murdered. Right. And it was his attorney, Jack Schmidt, who set this whole thing up, uh, with the FBI that, that was really responsible. I mean, he went to Cosby, you know, an hour after he found out his son has died. That's what I heard. Uh, and, so, you know, told him, well, yeah, how are you going to deal with it? You know, let the authorities deal with it. I didn't have time. I, I really wanted to watch some video, past videos that I have. But they evidently had a connection at the FBI. It wasn't just like randomly call the FBI there was somebody that they knew in the higher ranks of the FBI that Cosby knew evidently uh, it's actually on a tape I believe it was on I would say NBC and they taught bomb brought it up like hey that wasn't just anybody at the FBI that you called you know uh, so yeah she was she was you know kind of put together on this and it was just an unfortunate situation all the way around.
0: Now, now, before we get to, uh, into the story, I, I forgot to mention that you have some kind of special going on tonight at Amazon.com. Were you giving away a Kindle copy of the book?
1: I'm actually giving the book away. Uh, the, you know, I really felt from the very beginning that it was really important that Autumn Story... You know, I have a chance to be told because the media, you know, colors things in in one direction. But the bottom line is we're all human. We all make mistakes. She was a young adult woman uh, that was mixed up with some people that influenced her uh, not in a positive way. She made this huge mistake, uh, but she was a delightful woman. I, like I said, I met her when she was seven years old. She was charming, absolutely charming. I'm sure she still is. She's 41 years old now. So at the time, uh, boy, it was just one of those things, you know, like, oops. <laughs> I should have never done that kind of a thing.
0: So, Well, okay, so people can go to Amazon.com right now and get a free Kindle copy of this book while the show is on. And today is uh, uh, October 9th at... Uh, 5 p.m. So, if you're listening to this on a repeat and you go to Amazon trying to get the book for free, and then you start emailing me complaining about it, I'm telling you right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. You know, I'm sorry to do that to you, but I just felt that it was really important that people who are interested really have a chance to know what happened. And That's a great way to do it. This is actually the last day or last opportunity there's going to be to get this for free. Uh, In order to do a book for free with Amazon, you have to belong to a certain part of it. Uh, It's called Kindle Direct or something like that. And they allow you to offer a book for free. But that is going to go away because you can't put your books with any other... Uh, retailers if you belong to that program and because of the nature of the book and the timing I want to make it available to as many people as would like to read it so right now Barnes & Noble's books a million is advertising it for sale so in order for me to put it like on the what are some of the ones? I can I'm like drawing a blank right now. IBook or I yeah IBook I think is one. Apple iTunes I can load it onto all those places so people have an opportunity to uh, get the book and read the story. So yes, for tonight it's free. Uh, all I have to do is go to Amazon.com, type in Cosby's Love Child, and click the Kindle link, and it'll load their book for free.
0: Tonight, October 9th, uh, for free. Okay, so give us an idea. How did um, uh, Cosby meet uh, Autumn's mother, and uh, what kind of relationship did they have in order to give birth to his child?
1: Right. Uh, they met at a, a dance or a performance or something like that and then went dancing. And Sean and I were never real close. Uh, so really it's just her story that uh, you know that i know that i'm going off of i don't know cosby personally and they met she was only in her early 20s at the time i believe she was working as a secretary or something like that and in in hollywood las vegas i not think we were in las vegas i think excuse me i think at the time so she was used to seeing a lot of stars And wasn't all that impressed with Cosby, and he was quite a bit older than her. He was in his 30s. And he was married. And he was married, yes. He'd already had children. And so they got together, and he invited her out, and she turned him down the first time. And then later, uh, he asked her again, and they met up and, you know, had sex, uh, because obviously, you know, there was a child, according to Sean, it was his, with the timing and everything, and uh, she, well, you know, she went to, him, I guess he called her again another time, and she went and says, hey, this is your daughter, and showed him a picture, this is all stuff that's in the news, by the way, and you know, this is your daughter, and he's like, okay, and then she started calling and saying, well, gee, I just, you know, I need a little money, and can you help me out, and it just became an ongoing thing, and they maintained a relationship for the whole 22 years. Eventually, uh, Cosby just set up a trust fund for Sean so that she was able to Uh, you know, not have to ask him for money all the time. And I know from the court transcripts that she never called him in the last year, the previous year when all of this happened. he had called her evidently, but she had not called him.
0: Okay, now we're getting a question in the chat room that uh, was uh, Sean the only woman who's ever had sex with Cosby that wasn't drugged. <laughs> what do you know about that?
1: Uh, no, she's claiming that she was
0: drugged. So she was drugged, too. And, and she was kind of saying that she was drugged before everybody else. This was a long time ago. No one was talking about Cosby drugging people back in those days.
1: Right. I, I don't remember her saying anything about the drugs. I do remember uh, there was an article that came out when Autumn was in court that said Sean wasn't all that thrilled with the sex with Cosby but she never said why later on when all this came out with the other woman, there's an article, gosh, mail something, uh, it's a UK uh, internet paper Your Daily Mail yes, there you go, thank you and that they came out with an article where she said she was drugged and woke up and realized she had sex and she was willing to have sex with him Uh, I, you know, I think that she actually had a thing for him for a while, because according to Gerald Jackson, another player here, uh, who had been her boyfriend at some point back then, uh, said that she had come and told him that Bill was her man now. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, I, being a woman, I really relate to that. I mean, if you're having sex with someone and seeing someone, you think, hey, this is going to go somewhere. Or you're,
0: it's hopeful, you know. Sure. A, even though he was married, and even though and now she alleges that he was drugging. Yeah. 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 Um, but it seems yeah, it seems like a lot of these uh, the, the people around him. Uh. Okay, so uh, he meets this woman, Sean. He's thirty years old. He's married. Uh, supposedly he drugs her. Uh, later on, she says she, he did. they had some kind of relationship. Uh, they had this love trial. Uh, who was Autumn uh, Williams uh, or Autumn Jackson? Autumn Jackson uh, at, the, at first, yes. Right, because she took the name of this other man uh, that the mother was with.
1: Jackson, yes, that's Gerald Jackson, yes.
0: Right, so then uh, Autumn uh, is college age, and he was paying for her college. Cosby was, yes. Cosby was. And, and what happened there? Then uh, she dropped out of college, but she still wanted money?
1: Well, what happened was is that he had an arrangement with her he you know he's very pro-education and he had an arrangement with her that as long as she stayed in school and kept a certain grade average that he would support her well the situation was why he was even doing that to start with was that things were really bad at home with Sean and Autumn has three siblings she's the oldest she has a brother named Aaron and she has two sisters quite quite a bit younger I'd say you know seven to ten years younger than her and so Sean would do whatever she was doing and Autumn became responsible for those children and Cosby knew that and when she he said well let's get Autumn let's get you out of there you know because this isn't a good situation and put you in school well the thing was is that she had been responsible for these kids since she was 10 years old and so she they started calling her up and saying hey you know mom's doing whatever again and you know things are bad We, we don't have food our clothes are dirty you know we we miss you and she just felt compelled to go and she what she thought she was going to do is go and get them and take them back to florida where she was going to school and cosby was basically saying we we'll forget them well <laughs> you know they had been in her whole life and she had taken care of them like a mother in fact Many times when she would talk to me about them, she sounded just like a mother, and it, and it used to kind of surprise me. It's like, well, Autumn, you know, they're not your kids. Oh, no, but I take care of them. So that was kind of the situation. So she left uh, to go and get them and bring them back. And she, he, Cosby had bought her a car for school, so she sold that car to get a bigger car so she could fit the kids in it. I guess the car she had, he had bought her was pretty small. And so she got another car, a bigger car, and drove out to California. And her thinking, you know, well, I've always taken care of them anyway. I'll just bring them back. Well, Mom said, no way. And she wasn't going to take them anywhere. So Autumn didn't want to go back to school and leave them in this bad situation. So she figured, I'll just move in or you know, and stay for a while and see how it all goes. So that's what she did. She moved in with Sean, and then... Her boyfriend that she had met at the school in Florida, Antone Williams, we called him Tony, he was back in Florida and they were missing each other so he decided to come out to Los Angeles. His ambitions were to be a model and a actor or actor and so what a great place for him to come and be out in LA where all the acting's going on. So he came out and joined Autumn and moved in with Mom as well, and that did not work. That didn't go anywhere. So Sean told them they had to move out. And in the meantime, they had taken up with this Yossi, this 54-year-old man, who was putting on a production called... um, Oh, my goodness. The prairie, let's say prairie dog, chocolate chips and the prairie dogs or something like that. <laughs> anyway, it was a children's show, and, and that was kind of their way to break into the industry. Tony started doing some screenwriting for the guy. Uh, they were all working on this children's show together. They were not getting paid. He was going to pay them a 20% percentage of what he said would be like an $80,000 pilot that they would get paid, and then they would get paid when this pilot was finished. So they worked on it, I guess, a better part of a year. And so then, when they were kicked out of Sean's house...
0: And at the time, this guy Yossi was on probation.
1: Uh, he was on parole. I'm sorry, I, I, I had said probation, but he was actually on parole for having committed uh, theft, uh, theft by deception.
0: Did you know the details of
1: so,
0: that case? Sorry? Did you know the details of that case?
1: I don't know the details of the case. That was all I found out. Uh, but the attorneys uh, knew basically what was going on. And Autumn had a psychiatric evaluation as a part of the court procedures. And the psychiatrist, uh, Anderson Miller... Uh, referred to Yossi as a confidence man Mm. and uh, Anderson Miller uh, Dr. Anderson Miller is an associate professor at the uh, clinic of psychiatric clinic at the Cornell University Medical College and a confidence man is someone who attempts to defraud a person or a group after uh, gaining their confidence, and it's um, in a classical sense of gaining their trust.
0: Now, why was a a court ordered, a psych evaluation ordered?
1: Well, it was hoped that it would show that Autumn, you know, Autumn's mental state uh, over all of this and help with, uh, to defer some of the sentencing. It was during the The sentencing phase. The sentencing that she was right. facing was 5 to 12 years. All
0: right. Okay, let's take a commercial break right now. Uh, we are here with uh, Jewel Star. I really stumbled over that name during the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did it so many times. But uh, I was about to give up. We're with Jewel Star. Her website is uh, booksbyjewelstar.com uh, The book she's given away tonight is called Cosby's Love Child, The Untold Story of Autumn Jackson, the alleged daughter of entertainer Bill Cosby. And uh, uh, Jewel also has another book uh, called Tumbleweed and Other Adult Bedtime Stories. And, and that's a book about bedtime stories uh, that she was reading to Autumn during this year-long trial. That, that I don't know if it's a year-long trial, but during this trial... Uh, that, that wound up sending Autumn Jackson, the love child of Bill Cosby, to prison for like extortion. The guest is Jewel Star. She's the cousin of Autumn Jackson. Autumn Jackson's the daughter of Bill Cosby. She was arrested and convicted for extortion of Bill Cosby. Uh, Jewel, are you there? You might still be muted, Jewel. Gotta take the mute button off. Jewel? Jewel? Uh, Let's see if I got Jewel over here. Uh, Jewel Star, can you hear me? Jewel Star, can you hear me? Jewel Star, can you hear me? (laughs) I think you're muted, Jewel. Okay, can the chat room hear me? Okay, can the chat room hear me? Okay. And Jewel Star, I think you might still be on uh, uh, mute with your Skype there. Let me go over here so I can find Jewel. Uh, I wonder if uh, people in the chat room can hear me, though. Can I get a note from you guys to tell me? Okay, you can hear me. Okay, good. Okay, so, okay, it's just Jewel that uh, we lost because uh, she muted up like a good guest should so we don't hear her uh so Jewel, you just gotta hit your mute button yeah, there looks like a microphone and hit that on there i'll send her a note there uh, oh oh here we go well julia is now calling me back we might have lost her connection hey Jewel, you there i'm here sorry about that we lost you oh you lost me huh i thought you were still on mute I no, I took it off. Oh, okay, cuz I kept cuz I thought I had a connection. I don't know. So anyway, so we had a lot of uh, people in the in the chat room were asking, uh, what is your connection to Autumn? You're the, you're the cousin.
1: I'm the aunt. The aunt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I'm Autumn's aunt by Autumn. marriage. I was married to her uncle, who is the brother of Sean who had the affair with Bill. I just want to tell you, Ed, that the reason I wrote the book is because there are so many players. It does get confusing. And people were asking me all the time, well, what's going on? There are so many twists and turns in this saga that it was impossible to just tell them anything, you know, over, uh, well, pick one part you want to talk about because it is confusing. It was, a lot of people involved in this. So like I said, the um, doctor referred to Yossi as a, com- a confidence man. How in the heck did he get involved in this? So that was really when I sat down with Autumn, once she was released from jail and came back to California, she moved in with her grandmother that lived right near us. Uh, her aunt and uncle and I sat down with her we had three days we spent together actually there were so many reporters at my house I had to leave they were literally banging on the windows and so I left and uh, kind of an adventure there it talks about it in the book Uh, But I spent three days with Autumn talking to her about this and everything that happened. And and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I can't even believe this. This is crazy. It is so complicated and involved, everything that happened and how it it came to a point, you know, where an extortion happened. Uh, She was found guilty of extortion. Well, before we get to that, now another question we had was, was there ever
0: a DNA test, a paternity test that conclusively proved that she was a daughter?
1: There was not. Uh, It was very, that was another thing that that was very interesting. Autumn asked Bill to do a, or I should call, I'll call him Cosby, asked Cosby to do a paternity test when she was 17 years old. Here she was, a teenager getting ready to you know move into adulthood and she wanted to know hey are you really my dad you know let, let's let's clear this up let, let's find out and make sure uh this is all what we think it is and she asked him he uh according to her set it up with his doctor to do it and this is important i think this is an important point here at some of what the National Enquirer was getting at was that he was very concerned about his reputation more concerned about his reputation than Autumn's identity and who this young girl would come to know who she was and he ended up canceling the appointment and not doing it and then when she was arrested Oh, let's see, I'm not sure who said they would do it first, but either her or Cosby. But anyway, this ended up being a seesaw thing like you wouldn't believe. First her attorney saying, yeah, do it, then no, don't do it. And then Cosby's advisors are saying, yeah, do it, don't do it. And they were on opposite ends of the rung the whole time and then his attorney Cosby's attorney came out and said oh Cosby had a blood test done well there was no one there to be witness to that so you know no one was gonna buy that so that went nowhere and so then when Autumn went to prison now she's in prison over this she was so over the whole thing and by then, had her own children, that she didn't even care. She was over it. Uh, part of her parole was to never contact him again, no right. matter what. And that was it. it. was there was just no point.
0: You know, it's heartbreaking to think seventeen years old. This is before anything about money was coming up. You know, and she just wants to know, hey, are you? You know, that's, that's a seventeen-year-old kid. Just because my daughter's uh, fifteen, you right? Know? And you can yeah. just imagine. You know, and he's, no, 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 no I don't want to do you it. Know, you know, it's just uh, disgusting.
1: I thought it was. I mean, I thought, it, my heart broke for yeah. her over that. You know, it's like, really, Cosby, your reputation is more important than, you know, your, your probable daughter uh, knowing who she is in her life and starting out, you know, as a brand new person. It was heartbreaking. That's totally...
0: Now, uh, you said that one of the conditions of her parole was never to contact Cosby, but her parole must be over now. How many years parole did she get?
1: Oh, right. You know, I don't even remember. That was, you know, we're going back almost 20 years, then. <laughs> so it's like, wow. Okay, I, I did brush up as much as I could before this interview, but there, there like I said, there's just so much and so much to know and remember. And Okay, well, let's start with this. When did she get released from prison? She got released in. Uh, see, I did see that article. Uh, it was over, it was beginning in two thousand, I believe. But she, what happened was, she went and she spent fourteen months, in prison, federal prison, and then she was released on appeal. Baum won her an appeal. Ed Ed Zaz and Robert Baum, who were her her, uh, her attorneys, won an appeal and she was out for almost six months and then they overturned the appeal and she had to go back and do another year and and that's just it was so awful she was finally with her children 14 months was way long enough Uh, I was reading some notes today that the The judge had given her a a little bit longer sentence hoping she would take this boot camp opportunity the only problem was she was pregnant if she had gone there's a boot camp type of thing for women Uh, six months very intense training a lot of exercising um, more than she could have handled so uh, she opted for the 26 months, but in the meantime, uh, she had children in prison.
0: Well, what, what was the timing of this pregnancy? How did that happen? She was pregnant at the time she was uh, asking for the money from Cosby?
1: No, she was not. No, that, that was way before that. Uh, she didn't get pregnant until after she got married, and she got married in October, 97. So she got pregnant while out on bail? Yes, while out on bail.
0: Well, that's, that's, that's good planning. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, that's a, great a plan. little bone of contention between Auntie and the niece, but. <laughs> yeah. I'd say kids are amazing. <laughs> you know, I, I was an adult. I, I had a little more vision about that. But, she was like uh, 21 at the time, right? Twenty, twenty-one. She was 22 to about, you know, 23 when she had them. Um, you know, she was young and in love. She was in dire straits with everything that was going on. She was having to, uh, her and her boyfriend were having to live with her grandmother. They had planned to get married anyway. And so this was just some happy time for her to think about. And she had told me that, you know, she wanted to get pregnant. And I just said, Autumn, that is such a bad idea. At that time she was facing 5 to 12 years in prison and uh, her attorney bomb he thought that was pretty likely that she would get 5 years and I tried to explain to her that you don't want to leave your child for 5 years you know not, not get to be a part of their upbringing or anything but she felt that that would keep her and Tony together and of course you know when you're young you have these yeah uh, thoughts that, you know, this is, I'm madly in love with this guy. He's madly in love with me. This is going to last forever. You know, she was so young. Yeah. I had a hard time. To, I would spent some time with her as a teenager. And here we were in New York City, on and off for a better part of a year, going to court. And I continued to think of her as a teenager. Uh, just the maturity wasn't there you know she hadn't had any direction in her life she had a absent mother she had a father that she thought was bill cosby uh it was you know so so nothing she was raising herself so she had no support no input i didn't know a lot her uncle and i did not know a lot of what was going on because they were down in los angeles and we were in northern california And the only time I'd really see Autumn was when she'd come and spend a summer or something with her grandmother. And then I have a daughter uh, a little bit younger than Autumn, and she would uh, come and visit my daughter. They bought matching bathing suits. I know everybody needs to know that, but, you know, it was cute. It was teenage stuff. But they, you know, she just wasn't as mature as some 20-year-olds might be.
0: So, yeah. so just Just think of it like this for a second, okay? Here I am, I'm Bill Cosby. Uh, my 22-year-old daughter is now pregnant and facing 12 years in prison. And I can't stop and have the, the self-awareness to say, hey, you know what, maybe if I spent some time talking to this kid and making an effort to be in this kid's life, she, sh- she wouldn't be facing 12 years in prison. And now she has her own, my grandchild, she's carrying, why don't I just drop the charges? You know, pick up the phone and call this DA and say, hey, you know, I, you know I'm Bill Cosby, you, you know just drop the charges.
1: You know, you know what I mean? I, I do know what you mean and we certainly hope that he would come forward and we definitely were you know, hoping beyond hope that he would come to her sentencing because that certainly would have uh, you know, possibly been a good influence with the judge.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, well, well, let's get in. Before we get to the sensing, let's try and carry this a little, sort of like in, in chronological order because now she meets this guy, Yossi, and they come up with this plan uh, to start hitting up Cosby for some big money.
1: Okay, the first thing I want to say about that yeah. is that Autumn had already been getting money from Cosby. Right. That's the interesting point. And, and, and this is a real pinnacle point because she's 22 years old now. And she's thinking about marriage and children. And Bill Cosby's telling her what to do. In order to give her money, she has to play by his rules. And, you know, if you think about a lot of the things that go on that start in colleges, protests, things like that, the hippie era, all started with college kids. Mm. She's at that age where Hey, be my dad or don't. You know, she's calling his bluff here. And, you know, for her, she was already getting money. So she actually lost the money because, uh, you know, these other people thinking they should have some of Cosby's money. The boyfriend... You know, he's going to get some money if she gets a big chunk. Uh, Yossi talks her into 25% of whatever she gets for his effort, his part in this. And actually, he's the mastermind behind the whole thing. And he's the one telling her, you're Cosby's daughter. You shouldn't be living in your car, you know, and putting ideas into her head. Because really, if she had just gone back to school got to be average, Cosby probably would have supported her the rest of her life. How much money was she
0: getting from Cosby?
1: Oh, uh, amazing amounts. And I'm just going to say, you know, I can only talk about what I know or what she told me. But I was actually there at the grandmother's house one time, and Sean was there and got a package from Cosby with $13,000 cash in it. And Autumn told me one time, she called said something to Bill about needing new socks or something. And he sent her thousands of dollars. I don't remember exactly how much it was now, but thousands. I mean, just throwing money, you know, throwing money at her. Here, let's fix this, I'll throw money. You know, it, it just, just a simple, let's go to lunch and talk. None of this would have happened.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And so now, how'd they uh, come up with this plan? Cause, you know, and the other thing, too, is is that there are lawyers out there that could have finessed this deal without anybody facing any charges, because I've seen it. You know? Right. With high-profile figures, I've seen it with my own eyes, okay?
1: Well, uh, not only that, the jurors said that as they walked out of the courtroom. If she had just gotten a lawyer, this never would have happened. So she never had a lawyer. She never had a lawyer. Yossi told her he was talking to lawyers, that he had got the okay, that they weren't doing anything wrong. And he was drafting these letters that were being sent to Cosby's attorney asking for the money. Now, by anybody's imagination, $40 million is absolutely outrageous. And how, how they decided to calculate that was that they figured, they came up with some figure of what they thought Cosby was worth and that each of his children had, should have so much of a, you know, be deserving of so much of a percentage. And that's how they came up with $40 million. You know, if she had asked per million or two just to end everything, he might have given it to her, you know.
0: So how was Yosia handling this? Have you seen copies of the letters he was sending?
1: Uh, they had them in court. Uh, I have one that's actually in the book. I don't have it right in front of me right now. So another reason for people to order the book, because all the details, it, it, this is a confusing story, and uh, I admit, and I'm trying to tell you as clearly as I can, well, but you're doing again, you are so many facets. Yeah.
0: Now, but Yossi was coming right out and saying, hey, if you pay us, we'll keep quiet.
1: (laughs) Well, they they did. I mean, that's what they did. But that's also, there's a couple of things involved with extortion. Yeah. She could have just asked for the money, or she could have just sold her story. Right. And it wouldn't have been any problem.
0: And, And another thing, too, is Yossi was contacting Bill's lawyer. Where they had Bill's direct contact information, why didn't they go directly to Bill?
1: Oh, she tried to. She tried to call Bill. And at that point, he disconnected the service for the number that she had.
0: Oh, really? Okay. So. But she must have had an address to mail to him, right?
1: I don't know about that. I know that the service that he used... Uh, In court, during the trial, he said he canceled it. He had had that service for 10 years, and I wondered why he canceled it all of a sudden like that, right when she was needing help. (laughs) So, Okay, so now,
0: so she's working with this guy, Yossi, Uh, now how did it, it, Yossi thought they had a deal, and now he's going to go pick up a check for $40 million.
1: Well, actually, the deal ended up being for $24 million. Okay. Uh, according to Cosby's lawyer, Autumn negotiated with him. That was one of Baum's, uh, Robert Baum's, her attorney's arguments, was that they negotiated just like people negotiate money all the time. And uh, Jack, and I don't want to misquote him here, it is quoted properly in the book. It's right out of the trial transcripts. Uh, he said something that that was a lot of money. $40 million was a lot of money. So they negotiated for 24 He said, Autumn, come pick it up. He sent her and you a plane ticket. They got there. Uh, the FBI arrested her. And she said, you've made a mistake. She thought they made a mistake. Wow. She didn't really get what was happening uh, she got there Jack had her sign some form now I never did find out what that form was that she signed but she didn't even read it just signed it and you know here, here's another part of the story that's very interesting that Yossi told her that uh, for her own good she should sign the rights of her story over to him this is a part of that confidence man uh, in action, uh, and he, she did it. She signed her story over to him, which was crazy. She never should have done that. So you know, she was so misdirected. She had no idea. She kept asking Yosey, "Are you sure this is okay? That what we're doing is all right?" And he's going, "Oh yes, I've. I you know, I'm conferred with attorneys. Everything's fine."
0: Now when she was walking in there to pick up the money she yes. was she was aware and she went in there by herself or she had Yossi with her Yossi was with her yeah because he wants the check yeah, he wants to grab that check, <laughs> the check yeah. but now what yeah. about the she must have known that ennis was just murdered that week and things were touchy right
1: uh she did she talked to jack smith about that he he really wouldn't talk to her about it but she did uh He had uh, the FBI was recording their phone calls. So she was saying uh, You know, I didn't even know that Bill had a son. I knew he had four daughters Uh, Her mom had never mentioned it. She'd never researched it. I didn't know You know until I heard it in the news and she was very upset about it. Her siblings were really important to her and it really upset her but uh, again, Yossi you know according to autumn use that information and according to tony as well use that information to you know play on their sensitivities uh and i don't know are we going there yet (laughs) i told told them that you know cosby had a hitman down in the parking lot to, to kill her
0: Wait, who told uh, Autumn that, that, that Cosby had a hitman?
1: Yossi. Where's Yossi today? Uh, Yossi, you know, Medina, the 50 the year old man. Yeah, where is he today? Well, I don't know where he is today. He did uh, serve five years for this, and I, I have no idea after that. I didn't try to follow up with him.
0: And he told Autumn that uh, that there was a hitman to kill Autumn in the parking lot.
1: Right. When right. did he tell
0: her that? Pardon me? When did he say that to her? As they were picking up the money?
1: Oh no, before they ever went, I believe.
0: Now how would he know that?
1: Yeah, well that's what I'd like to know. <laughs> I we all want to know that as a matter
0: of fact. Um So did Autumn think that when she was going to pick up that money that there was a hitman hanging around there? Um, you know, I don't know,
1: I can't, I can't answer that question.
0: Okay. So she goes up there, she picks up the check, uh, then the FBI slaps the handcuffs on her and she says, Hey, hey, you guys are making a big mistake here. I'm Cosby's daughter. You're going to pick up my money. <laughs>
1: right. That's right. Yeah. That's
0: right. And, uh, then you bail her out. Right. Now, while she's out on bail, where's she staying? Where's she living?
1: Uh, with her grandmother uh, right by us uh, in Clear Lake, California, and her grandmother was staying in a house that we actually were caretakers for, and she needed a place to stay, and the caretaker was fine with her staying there and watching the property, you know, helping to take care of it. Beautiful house on the lake.
0: Okay, we're going to take a commercial break right now, uh, but, but again, to answer a question from the chat room, the, the tabloid story that you're reading in the National Enquirer this week and Radar Online this week. All these stories that you're reading in the tabloids are of my guest tonight, Jewel Starr, and her book, Cosby's Love Child, The Untold Story of Autumn Jackson, the alleged daughter of entertainer Bill Cosby. So all those stories you're reading about this week in the National Enquirer and Radar Online are about my guest tonight and based on her book. okay? And our guest tonight, so just to give you an idea of what kind of an exclusive you guys are getting tonight, okay, that our guest tonight didn't even know she was in the cover of the National Enquirer until I called her up and told her, okay? So, guys, you know, this is kind of an exclusive, kind of a big deal, okay, that we have going on for you here tonight. And my Thanks. guest tonight, Jewel Star, the aunt of Autumn Jackson, is also giving away her book for free. You can go to, uh, go to uh, Amazon.com tonight. on on October 9th, 2015, 6 p.m., and get that book for free right now tonight, okay? So now, uh, also, too, the link is on the Opperman Report blog. It's going to be on the uh, uh, um, OppermanReport.com bookstore. Uh, The book is called Cosby's Love Child, The Untold untold Story of Autumn Jackson, the alleged daughter of entertainer Bill Cosby. Uh, She wrote another book, a second book, uh, that she wrote uh, during the trial called Tumbleweed and other adult bedtime stories. And these are stories that she read to Autumn during the trial. Uh, And her website is booksbyjewelstar.com. The the National Enquirer is reporting this week and last week, two weeks in a row, that uh, Cosby was behind the murder of Innes as well in order to silence his infidelity and this love child.
1: That's correct.
0: What do you make of that?
1: Wow! Well, it kind of took my breath away. I, you know, I was certainly asking Autumn and Yosi what connections there could have been to Ennis's murder. As you said, the timing was eerie. Yeah. They told me uh, that Yosi. Well, let me read something to you. I have some federal documents right here. And this is Tony talking. And he says that Medina stated, and that's Yossi, was probably sitting in a coffee shop talking about taking someone's life and that somebody is going to die. Medina told, or Yossi, I'm sorry, told Autumn and Tony that all of their lives were in danger and that they could be killed. Well, okay, so at, the, at that time they had not heard about the, the death of Dennis Cosby. It actually happened that night. And when they heard about it, They didn't know what Yossi was talking about. You know, somebody sitting in a restaurant talking about somebody dying. They had no idea what he was talking about. And then Ennis was dead the next morning.
0: Okay. Before Ennis was killed, this guy, Yossi Medina, who was the guy that was out on parole for uh, 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 theft of services and whatever these charges, these uh, con man charges, um, uh, theft by deception. Right. He's sitting there in a restaurant with them and he tells them, hey, guys, all of our lives are in danger one of us can get killed
1: no he said somebody somebody he said someone is sitting in a restaurant in a coffee shop talking and someone's life is going someone is going to die and somebody is going to die I'm reading this right out of a federal document that is why the National Enquirer picked up on it Uh, for me it was really frightening I was really concerned about Autumn, I was concerned about uh, Tony, I was concerned about myself, my husband, the grandmother, all of us. You know, what is going on here? They actually tried to get into a witness protection program and they didn't let them in. Uh, Mary Jo White was the U.S. uh, Attorney of the Southern District of New York at the time. And several weeks into this, she said there was no evidence uh, that the extortion was related to the murder. In the book, I pose some questions because I'm asking them. You know, did DOC know this guy that killed Ennis? Uh, when Autumn told me, she said that Cosby might have killed. Uh, Ennis because uh, Yossi had told her that Ennis knew about her and that he was going to disclose Cosby's sexual affairs. She was scared for her life.
0: Okay, back to this, I'm not clear. This conversation in the coffee shop. This was between uh, Medina and, and Autumn and who?
1: Now, uh, Yosi and Autumn and Tony, her boyfriend Tony, okay. were in their hotel room, and Yosi says, out of you know nowhere, that there's somebody right now sitting in a coffee shop having a conversation, and somebody's going to die, or be killed. So they're going, "What? What are you talking about?" Right. And he just let it drop. And then the next morning, they get up and all over the news, Ennis is dead. So, not only was, you know, you know, do, do you really think that Cosby would kill his own son? Well, you know, would Yossi have some part in this? I don't know.
0: Now, I what documentation know. is there of that conversation uh, of Yossi making that statement?
1: I'm sorry, what
0: was that? What, what do we have to prove that Yossi made that statement in that hotel room, just by Autumn and and Tony?
1: Just Autumn and Tony, that's
0: it. Okay, but then you're saying that after… depositions. They gave depositions to that effect, okay, good. They gave sworn statements to that effect, but now, then you're saying that after Autumn was arrested, the grandmother and Tony all wanted, and Autumn all wanted witness protection? based on that? Oh, I, okay. Did I just lose you? Joel I hear you rustling around. <laughs> I'm
1: not,
0: I'm not hearing you. I, I don't. Okay. Yeah. There's a little bit of, we might have to reconnect the, make a, a reconnection here. Uh, can you hear me now? I can hear you now, thank you. Okay, good. Now, what was, your, what was your question? The question is that then, okay, now Autumn gets arrested, and now you're saying that Autumn, Tony, and the grandmother all went to the federal prosecutor and asked for witness protection?
1: They wanted to. They were not put in it. Uh, I asked them why, and they said they were afraid for their lives.
0: Okay, so now, that's interesting. And and, and that's what the, the Inquirer is picking up on about this murder plot to keep uh, the story quiet. Right. Now, what do you make of this whole Annis Cosby murder? Because the whole thing doesn't make any sense.
1: What do I make of it?
0: Yeah, the guy's driving along, somehow gets a flat, and his girlfriend pulls up beside him, and then all of a sudden hitmen show up.
1: We're, we're, our connection is fading a little bit but I, I think you asked me what I thought of it. I You know, I don't. I, I've watched movies, you know, about this kind of thing. You know, I have no opinion about it. It's so far-fetched. Um, I would hope that that wouldn't be the case.
0: Okay. So now, uh... Then back to the the trial with Autumn. It, mm-hmm. it, it turns out that uh, Autumn's own boyfriend and the father of her baby testifies against her. This guy, Tony? Yes. Yeah, t- how does yes, that he,
1: he turns...
0: Okay, you know what? Uh, our connection is so bad right now. I'm going to try and disconnect and... I'm-
1: Okay, Jewel, are you there? I'm going to try and just... he, he thought he was helping her. He went to the FBI and turned himself in.
0: Okay, Jewel, our connection's so bad, I'm going to try and hang up and, and reconnect with you, okay? Okay. Okay, I'm hoping this will uh, improve the connection. Uh. because that was that was pretty bad there for a couple of minutes. Now, uh, Jewel, are you there now? Okay, that call dropped. let see, they're out there like, uh, off the grid, so they went to some campsite where they could get an internet connection. Uh, but if this is really bad, I have their backup phone number and we can use that. So, everybody don't worry. Hello? Okay, hey, how's that? Is that any better?
1: A uh, little bit. Let's keep going and see if we can, if it'll work.
0: Okay, if not, we can always call you. Okay, so now uh, what? How, right. how does it work out that Tony testifies against the the mother of his child? Another another winner in this case.
1: Oh my gosh, I know. Well, after Autumn was arrested, he went right to New York. He tried to see her. He couldn't see her. He went to the FBI. He wanted to tell the story. He wanted to let them know that. Uh, Yossi was the mastermind behind this, and he thought that he was helping her by doing that. He didn't realize that he was actually providing state's evidence against her.
0: Well, didn't uh, Autumn have an attorney and tell him to, to keep his mouth shut and mind his own business?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, she did have an attorney. And, you know, he was already on the prosecution side. There was nothing he could do. But they did talk uh, after Autumn was bailed out, and I wasn't there for that conversation. But but, uh, my husband came home and said, you know, Tony did everything but uh, accuse Josie of murder. So not only now is, you know, Cosby, you know, suspect in this, you know, Yossi's suspect in this. So it's all just nuts. I mean, I don't know where you go with this. And, you know, I never thought that Cosby would have done all the things he's done. You know, I mean, we all do things, but, you know, where do we draw the line? Uh, Murder is a pretty far, far way to go.
0: Now, another guy got arrested too, this guy, Boris Sebastian and then you're saying he just got arrested just for giving them a ride to the airport
1: I know and I questioned on him about that and Tony and said how how could they just you know arrest this guy just because they gave you a ride you know and they said that's all he did that typically he wasn't there when all of this was going on all of these letters that were being sent and phone calls made and I don't know but you know what he's Russian <laughs> And I don't know that that plays into this at all. But uh, it was all very interesting to me. And I did pose some questions in the book. I mean, everybody make up your own mind. I don't have proof.
0: I don't know these people. Because the guy that shot Ennis Cosby, the son of Bill Cosby, was Russian.
1: Yes, he was. And what about from the Ukraine?
0: Yes. Oh, so they were all not just Russian, but they were all from the same part of Russia, from the Ukraine.
1: Um, I'm not sure about what part uh, Boris was from. It just says the USSR in his description.
0: Okay. Now, what about the other men in the car with the hitman? Were, were, were they Russian as well? I'm sorry. I, I missed part of that. Okay. The other men that were in the car with the guy that shot his Cosby, were they Russian as well?
1: Uh, I don't know. The one man that found his body. Um,
0: she was involved with somebody that was Russian. Oh, really? So the woman? Yeah. Okay. So, but but the thing is, okay. Ennis Cosby, supposedly his car breaks down. What was it? A flat? Do we know?
1: Right.
0: Okay. So he gets a flat tire. He pulls over, which is, by the way, a common hitman technique. Okay, you, you, you fiddle with the guy's tire. The guy gets a flat. You pull up on him. And you shoot him. The, the guy wakes up the next morning. He comes out. His car got a flat tire. He's changing the tire. Hitman comes behind him and kills him. That's a very common technique. Yeah. But now Cosby. Uh, well,
1: I, you know, I agree with you. I, I thought it was, all, I thought it was all too easy. <laughs> that was just me. You know, I, th- I thought this all got kind of squirted away too fast, too easy. Yeah. I, I keep questioning the same thing. It was supposed to be an attempted robbery, and yet Ennis had eight hundred dollars on him that was never touched. His, his watch, nothing. How crazy. But but, Ennis, he gets the flat
0: tire, he pulls over, he calls a girl who comes and pulls up behind him. Who was this girl he called up, a girlfriend or just a friend?
1: Um, that wasn't made clear, they, they said, you know, I only know what I read in the news, so I'm not an expert on this, but yeah, she was the one that was involved with some Russian people or a person. Okay. How was she involved and with, she, with and Russian? And then she people? left. <laughs>
0: yeah. right, right. That's another thing too. Because her her story is is that the this guy the shooter uh, comes up to her window and I think tries to pull her out of the car or points a gun at her or whatever and she drives off but mm-hmm. then comes back around and returns. Is her story?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I said, well, gee, I would have at least pulled up Dennis and said, jump in the car quick, you know. <laughs> Just left him there. <laughs> wow. You know, I'd I'd love to hear her story really.
0: Now, has she ever been interviewed, except you know by the police, I suppose? But what about the media? Anybody ever talked to her?
1: Uh, not that I found, and, and believe me, I was watching all of this very closely. Like I said, it was so complicated, and so many accusations and threats, and uh, you know, uh, you see terrifying uh, both Autumn and and Tony. And they, they actually tried to leave, and, you know, he threatened them, you're going to get killed if you leave, and it was terrible. You know, it was really terrible. And then, you know, you'll see Ennis uh, uh, being murdered certainly brought some reality of that to them.
0: It's interesting, too, that this woman that Ennis calls uh, never did any interviews Because normally in cases like this, people are approached by the National Enquirer and the tabloids with huge payoffs to talk on camera. And and if they're not, it's because there's someone involved with a big PR team that can kind of keep that out of the press. Right. Did Autumn have this kind of PR team?
1: (laughs) What she had was an uncle. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. An uncle who did not want any more scandal than was already going on.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Now, so now
1: the the trial's going on,
0: and even still, as far as extortion, and I think it was a jury trial? Yes, it was a jury trial. Now, as far as extortion cases go, this isn't like a a mafia uh, extortion You know, uh, this is a daughter asking for money from her father, Uh, but her lawyer, the name Baum sounds uh, very familiar, Richard Baum, but I couldn't find anything on her. Maybe I'm spelling Uh, it correctly. Robert.
1: It's Robert Baum, B-A-U-M, and he was terrific, and he saw it like you. He argued for that. She always believed he was her father had this long-standing relationship with him, and she was asking her father for money like all kids do.
0: Right. Now,
1: this guy, uh, Robert Baum, uh, did he
0: ever handle any other high-profile cases where he would be uh, comfortable in this kind of a setting?
1: He is uh, the head of the Legal Aid Services in New York. Okay. I believe he's, he's at the head. He was certainly one of the senior attorneys there. So she had a free legal aid lawyer? I thought he gave a great... Sorry. Yeah. What was your question?
0: Uh, uh, he, he, he represented her for free as part of the public defender's office. That's correct, and she was very lucky to have him. Now, I agree with you. Now, listen, this public defenders. A lot of people uh, give short shrift to public defenders. Uh, and if you got a little DUA case, a little domestic violence case, yeah, they're going to churn those cases over. Okay. But if you got a real serious case where you're facing 12 years, the public defender's office has some good attorneys there that will really work hard for you. Uh, and, and, and they get a lot of grief and they're overworked. And, and, but my lawyer, Richard LaRosa out of New York came out of the public defender's lawyer uh, department and, and um, came out of there. He was a star, all star when he came out of there. Uh, so, so, I, I know what you're saying okay i'm sure this guy did a great job but he was not a, a guy who was used to dealing with hollywood pr firms and the kind of law firms that uh cosby could put together and, and the kind of press control that a guy like cosby can put together
1: well cosby you know, my w- one sentence of uh, to do with Cosby is that he owns New York. Nobody would touch this book. You know, he was a publisher there, an actor there. Nobody wanted to hand on this hot potato, <laughs> this book. And, and thank goodness for self-publishing, you know. That, that's I, so tr- I tried again when all this started coming
0: Cosby's townhome in New York City is like the, the third or fourth or fifth uh, most expensive piece of property in Manhattan. I'd <laughs> be okay, well, and he has uh, his own police officer in a little booth uh, uh, right out in front of his house. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so this is, you know this is serious business that this guy. He's got a serious political power, uh, you know, and influence. Uh, now, at at the time, was this was this when the Cosby Show was on
1: TV? Yeah. with. Uh, no, it was after that, okay. but boy, Cosby sure had some great publicists at the time. Right. He did a he Touched by an Angel episode in the middle of this and acted as the angel, was the angel actor in that. Oh, my oh. God. And everything, I mean, everywhere we turned, they had him, we were in New York for Autumn Sentencing and we wanted to go see the Christmas tree lit up like everybody does who's in New York and that's happening yeah. and Cosby was the master of ceremonies we didn't go so you know he, he has a lot of influence there and I want I did have a little trivia for you I just talked to Autumn's attorney a couple of days ago just to catch up and see what was going on and he said that the prosecuting attorney at the time Engelmeyer was just appointed by, uh, let's see, a couple of years ago by Obama as a judge. He now sits on the seat in New York courthouse where Autumn was tried. He was her prosecutor. He was tough. He, he was really tough. And he was the one, I believe, that instigated her. I'm not totally sure, but I'm going to say, I believe that he was a part of her, the instigation of overturning her appeal. Wow. Uh, that, That's why I was told I'm not 100% on that, but I thought that was interesting trivia that he is now a judge. The judge that tried Autumn Barbara Jones, she retired in 2013. She had only been a judge for two years when she got this case. What was her name? Barbara Jones. Okay.
0: Now, Cosby testified against his own daughter at this trial. Yes. Can you describe that? Were you sitting in the courtroom for that?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, the really great thing that, that worked to Autumn's and my advantage in being together was that because I wasn't a part of all the stuff that was going on, didn't really associate with her mother uh, just you know, logistically because of where they lived. Uh, in Southern California, really didn't see them often. I was the only one that was allowed to go into the courtroom with Autumn and I was there with her every minute.
0: So then what, what was it like when Cosby takes a stand against his own yeah. daughter? What did he testify to? Uh,
1: a lot of questions like asking about Sean. you know, their relationship, how they got started, what his relationship was with Autumn, pretty much what we've covered tonight, her schooling and that sort of thing. Uh, Nothing came up about a paternity test that I remember. I'd have to read the transcripts again, Uh, but nothing that stands out. And really, he had just learned uh, not long before, you know, that his son was murdered. And you can see it on his face. I mean, he looked very worn and tired uh, and very upset. And this was his moment to say, hey, I'm tired of this. I've put up with your mother and all this for years. I'm over it. Um, no love was coming out of that man for Autumn, and I don't. You know, I couldn't figure out if if his uh, you know demeanor was because of Autumn or because of her mother. Her mother was not allowed in the courtroom for that
0: because she was testifying as well.
1: She she was a witness, so she had to stay in the hallway uh, with the grandmother. They were both witnesses if they were needed to be called. She was never called.
0: Yeah, it sounds like they had all their ducks in a row, you know. Now, isn't this uh, the, the testimony that we see on the news occasionally where he refers to the affair with Autumn's mother as one of his rendezvous?
1: Right. <laughs>
0: where the hell does this guy come from, you know? Yeah. My rendezvous.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, he put on quite a performance. You know, I, I was um, a little bit shocked that the judge didn't, straighten him out or say something to him. Uh, just the demeanor, the way he was acting. I don't think any other witness would have got away with that. Uh, but he did.
0: What do you mean? Like just being like overly dramatic and built into this?
1: Being an actor. Being a comedian.
0: Huh.
1: And some of his answers. It, and it's all in the book. But yes, I was really you know, broken hearted over it.
0: So now, uh, Yossi got more time than Autumn? Oh, yes.
1: Yes, he got five years.
0: Now, Yossi's a guy. How come he hasn't written a book?
1: I have no idea. I don't know. You
0: yeah, know, cause he's out there doing stuff, right? What has he got to lose? Right, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, but now Autumn got, got 26 months. But then she got an appeal. She got out on appeal after how much time?
1: After 14 months, she came out on appeal. And how long was she out on that appeal? Uh, she got out just before her son's first first birthday, and so that was in June. I believe she got out at the end of May or something like that. And then in November, she had to go back. She was devastated.
0: So she was only out about six months. Right. And you would think that, again... That there could have been some angel out there, a guy who just played an angel on TV, who could have right. come out and said, you know what? There's been enough tragedy here. You know, my little grandchild, is it a, a son or a grandchild or a granddaughter or a grandson?
1: Two. She had twins. She had twins? <laughs> she had twins. I mean, just two. I mean, top the story off, she had twins, uh, twin boys. They're They're not identical. Uh, they both looked really different from each other, but they were just like every baby in the world—just absolutely adorable. They were both just cute as they could be.
0: So you'd think he, at that point, he would say, "Hey, there's been enough tragedy. Let's it, don't you know don't pursue uh, the second conviction. I'm not cooperating." <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Uh, when well, not- I'm just just—I'm just going to say, I'm going to go back to my very first uh, thought and what Autumn told me when she was 17, that he refused to have the paternity test, that he was very concerned about his reputation. And that is why he's been paying women off for how many years uh, to keep their silence. So I think, you know, one thing I think is very interesting is that he was, Giving uh, Sean money to keep her quiet about what had happened, and yet well, I hadn't met Sean five minutes, and maybe because I was her, you know, future sister-in-law, in five minutes she told me that Autumn was Cosby's child.
0: Yeah, so there's no doubt in your mind that uh, Cosby's the father of that uh, that child.
1: I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I really don't. I, I looked at him on the stand. I studied him really hard <laughs> when he was in court. And she, Autumn looks like him in some ways, and she looks like Gerald Jackson and others. So the only way would be through a paternity test. And I don't see that it's ever going to happen. So Autumn looks half black she she is uh kind of um no she calls herself green but <laughs> okay. she has kind of a green tint but she's she's kind of cocoa colored real pretty you know okay. real
0: and was sean dating any of the black men or was this a, a common for her to date black men
1: well Gerald jackson is black as well okay All
0: right okay now um uh uh, it says here in your notes that uh, Tony went back to Florida and left the twins <laughs> right? <laughs> with the grandmother. Well, this guy's a right. real winner. Where is he today?
1: As far as I know, he's still in Florida. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I. it was a really difficult time for all of us. Uh, it certainly took a toll on my marriage. I'm not saying that's the only thing that happened, but I had been with her uncle for 18 years. Uh, we're not together anymore. I ended up moving to Florida, and about a month after I was there, Autumn's uncle told me that Tony had moved there, back there as well.
0: Well, uh, yeah. yeah. I I can't judge too much because, you know, uh, this was a huge uh, litigation. Everybody was arrested, you know, and everybody got charges hanging over their heads, testifying in different directions. Uh, It it is a huge draining situation, uh, you know. you can't really judge people what they do in a a situation like that
1: Um. yeah I gave gave it three years you know three years of my life was wrapped up and rolled around in this it it hit me like a bomb you know I wasn't expecting it never would have thought it I wish I feel bad I feel terribly guilty that I didn't think you know when Autumn was a teenager to have a chat with her and say hey you know, you would never want to do anything like this. I didn't know. I, I just didn't even, it didn't cross my mind. She lived in LA. I, I'm going to assume that there are plenty of Hollywood bastards running around. What's one more? You know, and just didn't phase uh, me. I didn't care. You know, so it didn't impress me or not impress me. You know, it was just what I, what I heard is what she believed. And you say here and that I knew that he, he was taking care of them
0: so And when when Yose, when uh, Autumn was a kid she would hear stories about Cosby being mixed up with drugs and gangsters who was she hearing yeah. that from from Sean
1: Oh from Sean you know phone calls conversations things with friends I heard things from Sean but you know I didn't write them down I didn't you know at the time it was just like uh oh, whatever you know people that have a lot of money and fame they do a lot of things uh what they choose to do that's their business you know i i just didn't get involved in that you know i, I would have liked to have been good friends with sean she was certainly a beautiful woman when i met her uh, gorgeous tall taller than me i'm five eight she's five nine and a half i believe and she was just beautiful long black hair gorgeous face, uh, you know, beautiful skin. And uh, we just never had enough time to really build a relationship. And then when I was kind of preempted her uh, place with Autumn by staying with Autumn in New York, you know, there was some whatever sister, sister rivalry going on there, sister-in-law stuff. So, you know, it was not easy. Like you said, these things are huge. They're explosive. They're draining. They're expensive. It was horrible for all of us, you know, and and we all have been licking our wounds and and trying to recover uh, from it. But I do believe that, you know, Autumn deserves some vindication. She's not perfect, I'm not perfect, Bill's not perfect, Sean's not perfect. But she was a young woman who had no one looking out for her to support her or give her input, and when this uh, Yossi guy came along and took her in and was this father figure to her. She just believed him.
0: You know, and, and a lot of people, you know, Bill Cosby has this image of being this family man, but and, and we discussed this when we had Mark Ebner on the show, is that uh, people got to remember, Bill Cosby, one of his best friends, he hung out at the Playboy Mansion constantly, but and there it was, it was a death there too at the Playboy Mansion that was around Cosby as well, uh, and, and a couple of alleged rapes, but people have to remember that one of Bill Cosby's best friends in all these years was Richard Pryor. So, you know, I don't think they were sitting around drinking tea and and cupcakes, you know, Ah. and hanging around with Richard Pryor, you know, this is a guy with a pretty notorious uh, character.
1: Uh, Right. Well, they, they were high rollers. Right. You know? <laughs> they had money and fame and influence, and really, you know, I, I think it's easy to get carried away in that situation. Hey, what's this? Uh,
0: there's one of these uh, things in, in the chapter three, Snake Medicine, called Richard and Jewel Search for Bombs. What, what's that about?
1: Oh my gosh, well, when Autumn and uh, Tony started telling us, and you did, let me go back just a, a minute, because I guess in one of the comments, I have someone helping me here to, to kind of stay up with the comments here that I didn't really explain. Yes, uh, Yosi was threatening them for telling them that they were, you know, in danger of being murdered right around the time that Ennis was, uh, not when they went to New York, but right where they were in la he he told them that someone was in the a car down below in the street with a hitman in it and They were after them and then someone knocked on the door and they freaked out. They wouldn't answer it. They said it was room service. They hadn't called room service. So it was really frightening. So when Autumn started telling us this, then my husband actually saw what he called a mob store type car in our neighborhood. It wasn't one of the reporters. The reporters were parked out for days, but they didn't have those kind of cars. Uh, the, The windows were all black cruising by uh so we went out and uh we didn't know you know this is a 40 million deal dollar deal gone bad think about it this guy thinks that he's gonna get a huge chunk of change here he's gonna get like 12 million dollars if this plays out so would that upset somebody it might you know maybe he's promising somebody else money i don't know i'm just throwing that out there making it up but you know we didn't know what to think That's what I'm saying. That's the bottom line. We had no idea. I mean, I was scared to death. And we started looking under the house and, you know, under our cars. It just was the way it was. Gotcha.
0: Now, what about this stuff here about uh, Yossi had a suitcase with $500,000 and he had Hillary Clinton's phone number?
1: Right. I'm telling you, this guy really did a number on these kids and he showed tony all this money he told him that he had bank accounts all over the world and was a real high roller himself you know how they have jewelry or gyms and uh, stocks and things and uh but yet he never paid these kids anything
0: and they were just like so starstruck by this guy uh yeah, he's one of these sleazy characters that, uh, you know, hangs around the movie industry. and Right. Yeah. But uh, now, did uh, Autumn actually see Hillary Clinton's phone number in, in his phone book? Uh, no, Tony was the one that said that, because he had Hillary's number. Just said he had it, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and what's this thing here uh, at the end where it says that Autumn is forced to wear her grandmother's clothes?
1: Oh, well, she, she came out of... The jail, right straight to where we were in Northern California. And of course, all of her things were down in Southern California. And we kept asking Sean to send clothes, you know, send money. Sean was selling her articles. You were talking about that woman earlier that we never saw her make a statement. Well, Sean was making as many statements as she could. She's been getting $750 a week from Cosby for years, tax free, by the way, I understand, is the way it plays out. That's $40,000 a year tax free, and all of a sudden her money's cut off because now the story's out. So he doesn't have to give her money anymore. So she's like crazy going to everybody that'll talk to her and pay her 10 grand or 15 grand, whatever they pay for these stories. And Autumn's sitting there and she has no clothes except the clothes she had on her back that she was arrested in. So she got to her grandmother's house and her grandmother you know tried to help her out as much as she could and said well you know go through my closet see what you can find it'll fit and Sean never did send any of her clothes or send even a hundred dollars you know so that she could buy some clothes it was it was really sad you know and You know, we were doing all we could, her uncle and I, uh, her uncle was working and paying for all the trips to New York and the hotels and the the apartments we had to rent. And yeah, it was just a lot of money. (laughs) We weren't making any money. He had to, he put his foot down and he said, no, this is crazy enough as it is. You know, Autumn, Tony, don't you dare sell anything.
0: Now, what made um? Uh, did, what, why did Sean become estranged from uh, Autumn? Was it because uh, the the money stopped?
1: Uh, they first became estranged because Tony had moved in with her, and I guess Tony and Sean didn't get along, and so they moved out. And then Autumn was twenty-two. You know, she wanted to be an adult. And she chose to have me travel with her, be, you know, over her mother. She didn't want to be under her mother's uh, influence. Sean is a very um, strong woman, I will say. I'm not sure what words would best describe her. But Autumn felt very intimidated by her at times, and so she really didn't want to deal with that.
0: Okay, but uh, you would think, though, that Sean, if her daughter is facing 12 years, that they would put all animosity besides, you know, bygones be bygones, and, and you come to your daughter's aid. That never happened.
1: Well, actually, she did. She went on the Geraldo show and faced Geraldo, which, oh, my gosh, you know, I don't think I could ever do that. <laughs> uh, she was on there for an hour show. And Geraldo could be very intimidating himself, but she really uh, wanted to say that, look, Autumn is his daughter and this is crazy. Stop this, you know. She did go to her defense um, in several situations. So, you know, she also had three other kids at home and that was her thinking, I'm making, you know, I'm getting as much money as I can here because my income's just been shut off. You know, so that was where that was at. Uh, But, you know, she tried to befriend Autumn uh, quite a few times when we were in New York. And Autumn was just, you know, she was ready to grow up. She was fed up with the whole thing. She was in a lot of trouble, and she was just doing her best to get through it. So uh, now where is everybody today? Uh, The last I heard, that was Autumn was in Maryland, uh, doing what she had somewhat of what she wanted to do as a child. She had wanted to be an architect, and evidently she's designing kitchens and bathrooms. And she was very interested in home improvement shows. When we were traveling together, she'd tell me about them, and she enjoyed watching them. And she wanted to do some kind of a design. you know, architectural design, and that was how it manifested for her. Uh, The two boys are 17 years old now, so I'm assuming they're still with her. I've talked to her uncle just the other day as well, and there weren't any other updates. Unfortunately, Autumn's grandmother passed away in uh, December. Uh, She fell and had a bad accident and never recovered. Uh, she was one terrific person. I'll tell you, that woman really stood by Autumn. It, it was really amazing.
0: And, and then what's the story about the bedtime stories in that tumbleweeds
1: oh yeah tumbleweed and other adult bedtime stories well we're at court every day and it started with the jury being picked and let me tell you it is the long grueling hours of sitting there and i had a little notebook with me and we had gone up on the roof and watched fireworks uh, in the apartment we were living in with this woman who was a neighbor there and so I wrote a story where she was kind of one of the characters in there. Of course, it wasn't a true story, but just uh, kind of used her as a, a character. And I read it to him, and she laughed and giggled and, you know, really had a good time. It, court was very intense, very agonizing, very long, very myopic, questioning, uh, you know, how do you know the answering machine was had a, had a phone call on it. You know, and they'd say, well, the light's flashing. I mean, it was crazy. And so I would sit there during the boring times and write these stories about, you know, people, places, and things that we saw while we were there in New York. And so, just to break the monotony, the stress, the heaviness of all that was going on every day, you know, news stories coming out in the paper, I would read Autumn these stories at night and she'd giggle and laugh, and, you know, we had a good time with it. So, I ended up with enough of them to publish a book.
0: What is this part here about uh, when uh, Cosby's attorney Schmidt takes a stand and leaves Autumn shaken?
1: Right, well he was the one, you know, she had trusted him because he was the one that she dealt with. Cosby ended up setting up a trust for Sean and Autumn uh, in the last years. And he was the one that she always dealt with if she needed something, she'd call him and they'd sort it out or work it out with the trust. So she had a past relationship with him. And then when Yossi got it in his mind, they were gonna ask for all this money he was the one that she was talking to and she's asking him you know he's saying well I think 40 million is a lot and then she goes well what do you think would be right (laughs) you know so she's trusting this guy she thinks that, that you know he's gonna steer her in the right direction and then he he did say something about what she was doing could be considered extortion or something like that um, that's in the book it's click you know it's right from the the text but uh, so she's saying well you know Yossi checked with attorneys and, and everything we're doing is fine we're, we're just negotiating here so anyway when he you know, had set this whole sting operation up with the FBI. She she was frightened of him and what he might say. And, you know, he was a force to be reckoned with.
0: And what's this business about a stalker showing up at the courtroom the day that Cosby was testifying?
1: Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah, he showed up, this kid showed up, and he was there for the whole rest of the trial because uh, trials are open to the public. I tried to have him stop. He jumped right between me and Autumn one day and thank God he didn't you know, have a blade or something with him. But I pushed him right out of the way and I said, you get away from her. And I asked the bailiff, you know, could you make sure he doesn't come in the courtroom? And he said he couldn't do that unless he did something. And I said, oh, great. You know, I said, stab her first, (laughs) you know? So I made sure every time from then on, every time we took a bathroom break or went to lunch, I made sure Autumn was surrounded, completely surrounded to keep this guy away from her. He would not leave.
0: And what was he? Just a fan of Cosby's?
1: You know, that was always my concern. I mean, originally we had talked about Autumn coming and staying by herself, but uh, in New York by herself. But uh, I was really scared. You know, that there's a lot of people that love Cosby in in the country, and of course, none of this other stuff had gone on that anybody knew. Is that Cosby paid Joel Jackson money? And Gerald Jackson's name is on Autumn's birth certificate. Money, he said no, you know, to say that that, uh, he was Autumn's dad. And, in fact, Schmidt, uh, Cosby's attorney, and Robert Baum talked about it on NBC that, indeed, Cosby had given him money. Now, he said it was just to help the guy pay bills. (sighs) So...
0: So Cosby paid Jackson money to put his name on a birth certificate.
1: Well, they're not saying that. We just know that Cosby gave Jackson money.
0: Do you know? Do we know how much?
1: Uh, no, I
0: don't. Okay. But Jackson on the stand said no, he never gave me any money?
1: Uh, not on the stand. He said it. Uh, I think I was on the Geraldo show. Geraldo asked him, and he said no. It- Yeah, (laughs) he probably got more money from Harlow for going on the show than he did from Cosby. Well, you know, (laughs) another article came out and said he even got a car, bought him a car, so I don't know. (laughs) I I just know that, you know, Cosby was doing his darndest to keep everything under wraps, and Autumn was the explosion. Autumn was the wild card in this, and uh, it all came out.
0: Okay, so people can get the book tonight for free. Okay, so you, you want to do this before the show is over. Uh, you can go to Amazon.com and get the Kindle version of this book for free tonight, October 9th, 2015. Okay, so don't come to me during the week and say, Ed, we tried to get the book. You're lying to us, okay? <laughs> right, please. The, na- the, the, uh, the guest tonight is Jewel Star. She's the aunt of uh, Autumn Jackson, who's the love child. Of Bill Cosby. The book is called Cosby's Love Child uh, The Untold Story of Autumn Jackson, uh, the alleged daughter of entertainer Bill Cosby.